0: we need to have this transparency and this openness on the other hand like not everybody's voice needs to be heard and right. you know how do you navigate all of that
1: wow not everyone's voice needs to be heard
2: no i don't need you to be spouting bizarre anti vax anti mask
1: theories that's going to get people killed i'm really tempted to just mute you right now ogan just just for an example <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will gladly play along.
0: There have been times that had I the capability, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 210 of Pub theology live a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft root pint a fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass on today's episode the reverends ogen holder shannon weston and yours truly brian Burgoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand
2: and that good brew might be in one of these Pub theology live glasses. So whether you're a longtime listener, you're new to the show and you want some more content and one of these glasses, please subscribe at patreon.com slash pt live. We got levels starting at $7 a month and I think it's the level after that that we send you one of these glasses. So thank you to our current patrons and come get some bonus content patreon.com slash pt This week we'll
0: be talking about growing up Thanksgiving traditions, technology, and more. So what are we drinking today? Ogan, what are you drinking?
2: I got me from Black Flag Bruin, Maryland Bear, Columbia, Maryland. This is Glen Coco, chocolate milk stout. So it's a play on, I think, uh, Glen Echo, Maryland, Glen Coco. And also not a whole lot of effort put into decorating this can. I mean, this literally looks like the brewmaster took some drawings from his five-year-old sketch pad and was like, let's just
1: throw, throw it on there. But uh, yeah. I like the yellow though, it's bright. Ch- chocolate milk stout.
0: Isn't that Michigan yellow right there? It's
1: yeah. pretty close, yeah. <laughs> pretty close to maize right there.
0: Uh, Brian, what about you, what are you drinking?
1: I have a Sticky Boots IPA from Shorts Brewing it is a triple dry hopped double ipa so
0: triple dry hop triple. double ipa
1: that's a lot of math
0: that's a lot of math
2: are you doing too much math are we gonna see your face like sucking on itself because it's so like mm-hmm. so hoppy it's so bitter we'll see stay tuned also what, do you, what do you got shannon worst pour ever look at the head <laughs> on that thing jesus what, what am i thinking Yes, chef. what
0: are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a Manor Hill Brewing, which is um, here in Ellicott City, Maryland. Um, They're Hefeweizen. Wheat Hefeweizen. That's what I have nice. today. I'm still, you know, I'm not necessarily in the October pumpkin beer, but I'm still in the weedy Hefeweizen. harvest season. Of course, I'll, I'll drink wheat beers all year round, but, you know.
2: Never a bad time for wheat beers. Never
0: a beer. bad time for wheat beers, but it's particularly like harvest time. So, you know, even better. This There's one's good. very light are very light we have a visa yes an there we go Looks tasty well let's find out shall we <laughs> mm. oh nice
1: on to today's topics
0: um what were you really into as a kid and at what age did you feel you had become a grown up Okay, Brian, that first question is so broad that like, it could go bad places.
2: <laughs> yeah, what what age what age of kidhood are we trying to Because <laughs> like, I don't know, I need to share what it was into my teen years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's,
0: let's go younger than that, shall we? Let's go hey, three
2: pube buttons. <laughs> there there we go, that's probably safer, that's probably safer. That's probably safer. <laughs> <laughs> Younger, younger, I was a uh, big Lego phase. Mm. Love, love me. Love me some Legos. And I was also into um, watching movies that were probably too mature for me because my dad had a really good friend who opened a like a video, a video store, video rental store. Just oh. back in the day, VHS, uh, VHS videos and and really good friends because he was like, yeah you can you can go get whatever you want you don't actually have to pay for these cassettes so i think i may have told the story before i don't know but i was just picking stuff up the dude at the store never said mm, this might be you might be too young for this
0: hey this might be um, a bad idea for you
2: this might be a bad idea i think so i might have been i want to say maybe nine ten eleven so maybe it's not it wasn't too much but uh, Blue Lagoon. Remember Blue Lagoon? Yeah. That, that movie? Yes. No, because
1: I wasn't allowed to watch it. My dad
2: walked in right... Brooke Shields, <laughs> right? Brooke
0: Shields? Yes, Brooke Shields. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. my
2: dad mm-hmm. walked in right when they're having their, their moment. Uh, sex scene. Mm-hmm. Their moment. <laughs> and the uh, free video rentals ended.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> after, and after,
2: after that, <laughs> and see. So yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a good I had a good run. At what age did I feel I become a grown up? Mm, that's still questionable <laughs> from there, but oh, goodness, I think things shifted. <laughs> yeah, I think shifted. Things really shifted when I became a parent mm-hmm. because uh, I was like, mm, I have to start taking some of this a little bit seriously now. You know, like actually a little more attention to maintaining my job yeah. and stuff like that. Things okay, shifted just- then
0: screw the world and walk away
2: <laughs> exactly and now that my kid is you know um what's junior in college out of the house i am sort of reverting back, back to a lot of <laughs> going back there making up for the lost making up for the lost wow. years i'm
0: so ready for that i'm let's bring it on <laughs> i was really into um my little pony and rainbow bright and in fact i just saw in the store like my little pony is back and i was like oh my god my eight-year-old self would have loved
1: this <laughs> i loved rainbow bright i rainbow forgot about bright that. Is
0: the best oh. <laughs> the best um she-ra was my favorite oh
2: he-man he-man Listen, on, on, i
0: love on Gem.
2: net on netflix i've been logging you know kevin smith uh silent bob from jane silent bob mm-hmm. he's done a he-man mm-hmm. masters of the universe reboot and like when it came out, it's me Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal yep. watching this. Yep. I'm talking about this. This is only like two months ago right. <laughs> that, that 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 I'm that I'm watching it. And of course, everybody's losing all the all the misogynists in the world are losing their mind because this new series focuses more on on what's her name is it Tila? Mm-hmm. the uh, the 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 woman, uh, He Man's friend who got right. very very little airtime in the original. The She Man.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> She Man. <laughs>
0: not really though not in the bad way not in the pejorative way
1: so uh i loved uh you know matchbox cars were so much fun and like the little track that you could like race them down and you Mm. could make like sometimes you could make a loop out of one and they'd be like a launcher that would sort Mm -hmm. of fire it off do the loop and then maybe a ramp at the end like that was just i could do that for
0: hours yeah so i the for the second question um I remember the moment that I felt that I had become or that I was like maybe realized that I was a grown up that I was not happy about. Um and this sounds so silly to say now but um so I got married at 23 and at the time because kids like as I think it is now, I think it's 26 now but Like you could stay on your parents' insurance until you were 25 or something. Mm -hmm. So I was still on my, I was in seminary and I was still on my parents' health insurance, their car insurance, like all of these things. And like, then I got married and I couldn't be carried on their insurance anymore. So I had to do it for myself. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like that was the moment that I was like.
1: I've made a huge mistake.
0: And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have got married, and that was a moment for many reasons. But like, really, but it was almost like this: somebody should have told me, like, be, like this would happen. And then I was like, no, you're an adult now; you should just there. Are, you know, these things happen. You have to pay for these things now. So that's the moment. Like I remember very distinctly.
2: Wow. Were like, I gotta pay insurance now? Let's rethink this whole marriage thing. <laughs>
0: It was too late at that point, but you know, like even just a month before I might have backed out.
1: <laughs> wow, That's funny. man. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know about for me. uh probably, I guess having kids, but I don't remember like a moment where I was like, oh wow, i'm I'm growing up, but yeah, but I guess you know, you get married, you start a family, and I think probably the real thing is like the bills just keep coming. Like the bills just tell you, I, okay, no one else is paying these. I am grown up now. Yeah.
0: It was a very similar feeling of like, nobody told me I had all these bills, you know? (laughs) Yeah, what?
2: Yeah. And even though, even though, you know, my first job out of college as a music therapist, I loved the job, but it took on a whole different meaning because of the bills, because of the child, it was like, you know, there was, there was always that sense of like, I love this job, but you know, if I don't feel like doing it, I mean, I'll I'll quit, go find something else. And all of a sudden, like, no, you can't do, you just can't do that.
0: <laughs> well, and now you're like weighing, be like, okay, this is killing me, but it provides health insurance. So, do I There's die without cases. health insurance, or do I die because it's killing me? <laughs> like, you know, what do I do? Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Classic catch twenty two.
0: <laughs> so, right. what... thank God for Medicaid. No. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> Let's shift into Thanksgiving. So, this is actually our last episode before Thanksgiving because we are taking next week off. So, what do you look forward to the most about Thanksgiving? What do you look forward to the least? What, um, I guess you wouldn't look forward then, but anyway, what, what family traditions were you handed that you hope to continue on, and what new ones have you created? Um, I will um, answer one of the th- new traditions that I created is uh, good food because my mother was not a good cook, so <laughs> we have good food There we go. Now. And not dry turkey. I, moist turkey. <laughs> I,
2: I was going to say it's all about the food. For me, we didn't we didn't celebrate or observe Thanksgiving uh, in, in Barbados. Um, in fact, end of November, um, we were gearing up for our independence uh, celebrations, um, November 30th. So that that was where we were headed. And it was it was a big thing of like you couldn't you couldn't put up Christmas decorations until after the 30th. Right. So so everything in November, the 30th or national flag colors, blue and yellow, just like places festooned with blue and yellow and then literally overnight, all of a sudden it's red and green. <laughs> right um, now, now, now Christmas has worked its way back uh, some more. But no. Um, so for me, for me, it's it's the food because um, what I've also found here in the US, um, in Barbados, the big food emphasis is at Christmas, right? That's when we pull out all the stops. Here in the US, it's more around Thanksgiving um, and Christmas comes in like, I think a little bit of a second place. There isn't that much of an emphasis. So so for me, it's, it's, it's all all about the food. I don't know about the least, I guess, I don't know, cleaning up after eating all the food. I, I don't know the food. No, I love the food coma. I look forward to the food coma. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of. Sort of but- yeah, I think the
1: food is a, is a big part. You know, you, you make the certain traditional dishes that go with the turkey and, and you get a little bit nostalgic and, and so on. And, you know, when I was younger, we would do like a big extended family Thanksgiving with, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins. And then as I grew up, that sort of went away. So, you know, I'm always a little bit nostalgic for like the really long table filled with lots of people and just, you know, haven't done that in in a long time. Although maybe it gets kind of close with my wife's family and all the um, cousins and all of that. Um, But
0: It's interesting because I get nostalgic for that and never had it, (laughs) right? Like, I, I mean, but like, I, like I, that's, we this is our year without kids and we'll do it saturday um we'll have thanksgiving dinner saturday and of course three of our kids are vegetarian but like it's all about sides baby you know and
2: yeah. get some tofurky
0: well anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll discuss it we'll discuss it um but you know i i One of the things besides I do love cooking and I love cooking Thanksgiving dinner. It is exhausting. I hate cleaning up afterwards. I do love the leftovers. So I make an abundance of food because I just want to eat it forever. Um, Like, I I don't understand people that are like, Oh, my God, I'm so tired of Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm like, Oh, my God, we're out of stuffing. It's been a week like I need more, you know, (laughs) Um, Exactly. (laughs) or like I do make I make so much gravy because if not, it's gone in three days. And like, it's, you know, never coming back. Um, I don't know. I, my sister and I, when we were in college, we went to the same school and we started kind of hosting a friends giving kind of thing. And we got these, um, cornucopia baskets that Mm -hmm. we would make our own floral arrangement for our table on. And over the last several years, we have sent each other like. Arrangements like cornucopia arrangements or whatever, or nice, um, like candles for the table, you know, like with an arrangement or something, and just this like little nod of, um, you know, we wish we could be together on Thanksgiving kind of thing. When we were little, our great grandmother used to use Thanksgiving, she lived in Iowa and we lived in Kentucky, and she would stop at our house for several days over Thanksgiving on her way to, she would winter in Florida. And um, she would just spend like three days straight with us and she would get the hotel with the indoor pool and the putt-putt golf and the, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't, so Thanksgiving really wasn't about the food for us because again, my mother didn't cook very well, but like, but it really was about like <laughs> gathering a family and doing all of that. It wasn't so much around the meal though. Um, yeah. and, and, and I just want, I don't know i'm i hope to continue that on whatever that looks like you know i feel like thanksgiving for ministers it's like it's it's not christmas and it's not easter like we don't have to work it and so you know it gets, but it is the
1: ramp it is the beginning of the ramp up though
0: <laughs> yeah but it's a thursday i still got days before that you know it what is I mean? but like, you know
1: i i grew up with thursday morning thanksgiving morning church yeah which was you know the what is that the the women hated it because they're like trying they you know family a meal (laughs) and it's like how can i be cooking when i'm at church
0: well we used to do one in new york we used to do an ecumenical one on wednesday evening and even that we were like no and then we moved it to the sunday before yeah Um,
1: it adds too much
0: it just it's too much it's it's all too much but
1: and so and for me growing up in in michigan for the most part uh we always have a team to cheer for on Thanksgiving Day because the Lions. So somehow the league decided play. the Lions play on Thanksgiving. So the Lions and that's the Cowboys also part always of the, play. Part of the tradition, you know, and they're usually bad, but it's part of the, you know, you're you've letting that food settle. You're on the couch and you're watching the Lions lose. I thought
2: a, I thought it was the uh, I thought tradition. it was the uh, Washington football team, formerly So those as. three. They don't well,
1: play
2: on play? Thanksgiving.
1: Traditionally, it's, it's always been – there used to only be two games, and it was always the Lions and the Cowboys. And then since they've added a third game, but I think those are just two rotating different teams.
0: So I thought it was always – because it's racist, right? It was always the right. Washington football team and the Cowboys. Yeah, it, was it was the
1: Cowboys versus the Indians. I'll say it well, out Well, those two often will play, but I think it was it's the always the Cowboys-Indians game, yeah. It's always – it's always Dallas. Dallas isn't always playing Washington on Thanksgiving, right? That's,
0: but it is always Dallas. Um, I don't know. I'll look it, it up. I'll look, I'll, anyway, I'll look up what the anyway.
1: It's neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> well, you can find out. Stay tuned in post show. Um, <laughs> in his 1993 book, te, um, Telenopoly, Tec- techno- tec-nopoly. Technopoly. 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 Thank you.
2: Tec-nopoly. Technopoly. Technopoly.
0: See, you can tell I read the questions ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> american cultural (laughs) critic neil postman wrote every technology is both a burden and a blessing what technology developed since 1993 has been the biggest blessing and which has been the biggest burden in your opinion
2: for me for me the answer is the same for both parts of those questions it's it's at first i was like the internet and then I was like, cell phones. And I was like, no, when they when they put the Internet on cell phones, that <laughs> yeah. that was brilliant. And also when it all started to go to shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, well, so I don't want to spoil anything. But last year around the holidays, This Is Us did an episode um, and in their very This Is Us way where like storylines are going on and you don't really know why um, Mm -hmm. until there's this coming together. And what one of the side storylines was, was about the person that invented like FaceTime or, you know, like the the video chat. Oh,
1: I forgot about that. Technology.
0: And like, I cried so hard because it was around, it was last year around the holidays and blah, blah, blah. and And how they weave that story into the show, of course, was also brilliant. Um,
1: yeah, super touching and emotional as they do.
0: as they do, as is their, you know, purview. but but, um, I keep, you know, so last um, last Thanksgiving, my, all of my dad's side of the family, we got together on Zoom, and we talked to my grandmother, who was in her assisted living, who hadn't seen. My aunt who lives down the street, you know, she hadn't seen her since March. Um, And that's how they'd been communicating. We all got to see her and talk to her and whatever. And then we did it again at Christmas and she died January 6th. And like, Uh. um, they're just, and the people that over the last two years, I think that video chat and FaceTime and all of this, yes, it's a curse with all these meetings, but like it is so much of a blessing of technology. There is no question for me about that.
1: So I have never FaceTimed. Is that because you gave your kid the good iPhone? He gave his kid the good iPhone. <laughs> my kid has the iPhone and not me. But I haven't even like face chatted on someone else's iPhone or used the Samsung version or. Seriously? Wow. I've never done that.
0: Now, I don't understand. Like my kids will only Facetime. Like they don't talk on the phone, and I'm like, their phone is like down, and like the person's staring at the ceiling. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the point of being on Facetime? And she's like, well, that way when I want to be like, see, I did this, then I can just like, what's what's the problem? Not there's a
2: there's a there's a greater sense of knowing the person is there, right? I can I can sort of relate to this because because Ava and I when we first like I'm
0: sure Ava J- only or not Ava, but um, I'm sure Joy only Facetimes, right? Like
2: uh no joy joy will joy will text me four days later sure um, okay yeah you sure. know and then when i can't get her i'll try facetiming her but she doesn't you know. call
0: you she facetimes
2: you on, on the phone right she yeah. she does she she okay. does if if she wants to talk actual talk talk like have a conversation yes that's that's usually how it starts gotcha. um and and oh i gotta tell you all what happened today fun as we we're on this topic got a, got a fun WhatsApp call from my mom in Barbados today. And um, she wanted, she, um, I'm, she wanted me to do something for her. Uh, she wanted me to send a message to my aunt in California. Cause sometimes she can't reach her and I got to text her or whatever. So, and I said, to my mom, how you doing? We ain't talked for a while. She goes, yeah, I'm finally feeling better after my bout with COVID. This is what my mom does. She just like says it offhandedly. Now, to be clear, she's vaccinated.
1: You're like, what?
2: She's alive. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? Also, I've headed you...
0: there in like three weeks. <laughs>
2: why, why, why didn't you tell me an, an age old story? Well, I mean, I didn't need you waking up every morning being worried about me. <laughs> wow. How's
1: she doing? She's feeling better?
2: So so wait it gets better oh <laughs> so i said well i mean it would have been nice because i didn't want the next time i hear about you was somebody calling me to tell me you're dead because it took a turn for the worse so she says no if it was if it was getting bad i would have i would have called you i said so so you didn't really get bad symptoms she goes well i didn't have any appetite for two weeks and really didn't eat anything so i'm like all skin and bones right now what? <laughs> i'm like oh. that not how is that not it took a bad turn mom so i'm just you know so i'm like all i could tell her was you know what i'm just i'm just glad your (laughs) life like i don't understand Uh. and then she's like yeah i think i I think i did well because you know uh, all these vitamins i'm taking and this and that i was like no it was the vaccine You got vaccinated. This is what happens. It helps keep you alive, and then, and then, in true family tradition, apparently she she g- got it from my aunt, who, when when she realized she was exposed and went in for a test, didn't tell my mom anything. And they oh. and they practically live in the same house. No. They're together all the time. No. And I'm just like. I'm about to call up American Airlines. Can I get a refund on my plane ticket right, right. to Barbados this Christmas? Because these things, I don't get it. Oh. So yeah, tech tech technology. Biggest blessing is yes, instant c- connectivity, and with that comes all the things.
1: <laughs> so interestingly, this book was written in 1993. That was my freshman year in college, and as I remember it, we were the first class that was given our own email address mm. at the University of Michigan, and. Like it wasn't a thing that was used campus-wide until that year. And like, even that felt like this, holy cow, I don't have to like handwrite a letter and put a stamp on it. I can literally write some thoughts and click send on our like green screen monitors, you know, that only had the color green. Yeah. Yeah. And even I that felt like this huge thing. And now it's like, what is email? You know,
0: I mean, I remember getting the email address and like you could only email other people that were in college because they, we were the only ones that had email addresses. Yeah. Yeah, It was right. either that or like really like my family members in tech companies like, you know, that that was it. Like those were all. Good yeah. Pitches.
1: And some you know, early AOL adopters.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> You've got mail. Which, yeah. you know, who checked their email once a week, maybe, you know, <laughs> right. because oh. the phone line still needed to be clear. Um, have you ever listened to somebody trying to talk about something that they knew absolutely nothing about? Yes, every time it's President called, Trump talked.
2: I was going to say, <laughs> also the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so many times.
0: Like you know what they're saying is completely untrue, yet they insist on continuing to talk at what point do you interrupt tune out or hit the mute button. I think
2: I think it depends on who it is right because there's some people you're you're kind of good with going, you know, I got to go take this call or, you know, I, you know, nice catching up with you I got to run. And there's some people who, because of whether it's familial connection or whatever, you're like, I'm not I'm just going to let them go. You endure. I'm. You endure. I'm not even going to argue. I'm just going to. And when they're done, I'm just going to, you know, tac- yeah. tactfully change, change the subject. We actually I was actually talking about this earlier um, around the concept of uh, both and versus both sides. Right. So, So both and is this idea of like, yeah let's let's be open to other to to ideas and suggestions and perspectives other other than our own uh both end is like if i if if all three of us are you know are in the same place at the same time and we each walk away with a different experience are we open to accepting that all three of us had a different experience right the both end versus the both sides is well do all perspectives And opinions carry the same weight and deserve the same airtime. And I'm thinking and I'm exactly and I'm thinking about like, you know, times, you know, a few years ago when like people like New York Times and NPR would just have these ridiculous like like Trump folk on 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 their shows just exposing all sorts of ridiculousness because they wanted to be quote unquote fair and unbalanced so they had to have both sides and i'm like no no all sides all sides do not (laughs) deserve you know the anti-immigrant voice does not deserve as much voice and airtime as as a pro-immigrant voice uh the you know that 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 sort of deal so um sometimes yeah it's like you just gotta for your own mental sanity as well you gotta well, and who's
0: who's what is it alex jones like what's that trial that's going on against the the guy spouting out all this crap um
2: yeah yeah so he just he was just found guilty for the for the saying the sandy hook shooting the sandy
0: were, hook were shooting a was a hoax yeah. and oh he was he oh was. yeah
1: yeah and
0: well they still needs to be sentenced and that's going to be a year from now and what actually they can it's do and thing. it's a whole yeah. thing because it wasn't a It was a a civil trial, not a criminal trial. Yeah, it
2: was like, what, libel? So it wasn't. wasn't
0: But he, but it was, it's, so he represented himself. So I was listening to. First
2: first mistake.
0: (laughs) Well, he represented himself. And and the NPR thing I was listening to was talking about how he's using, representing himself as this platform to continue to spout all of this horrible hateful you know stuff and that there's a lot of leeway in that with somebody who chooses to represent themselves you know so you and yet here they are like attacking these parents on the sand who lost their children and you know like how do you as a judge like you need to ensure this fair trial but you also need to be able to go you need to shut the fuck up like you're insane you know yeah. like
2: Fre- freedom of speech doesn't mean you get to say
1: whatever you want
0: right. whenever I you mean- want
1: with no consequences that's
0: and
2: that, can't goes yell- back to our,
1: that goes go back ahead. to our prior question about technology you know in which a guy like alex jones can have a platform in which he can just keep spouting nonsense And it keeps going through the airwaves. It keeps going out over the broadcast of the internet and people, some people unfortunately are taken in because they don't know better. Well, and,
2: and that's the other, that's the other thing with, with such expansive technology and expansive platforms. Now we can curate what Mm -hmm. we listen to and watch to match our already established opinions and beliefs instead of like, you know, we only, we only got two, three networks to watch and therefore right. we're going to hear things that will challenge us. We don't want to be challenged anymore. We just want to be
1: reinforced. Right? But imagine out of all the like thousands and millions of podcast shows and things you could tune into saying, "Yeah, I think I'll do Info Wars with Alex Jones."
2: Well, I mean, listen, if so so that makes a lot of sense, right? Because here's the thing, if you for example were once just Mildly conservative or whatever, and you lost your job. For example, no. and you lost your job because of you know the company shipped it out to China or something. Sure, sure, no, right, yeah. that sort of deal. and here's somebody you know coming along saying, "Well, this happened, and now you can't find another job because these immigrants are coming in, and they're taking up the other jobs, and there's affirmative action, and more black folk are getting the job." yada 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 and this is why you're in this position and you're like yeah i can't pay my bills i can't get a job there might be some truth to this and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the narrative is being amplified and you're in this echo chamber and all of a sudden next thing you know you're breaking into the Capitol on january 6th (laughs)
0: exactly with a a wolfskin hat on and you know half your
2: body exactly it but but that's unfortunately that's what that's where we're
0: at (laughs) so can i let me just add this like so last week we were in west virginia and we were in close to a town that's fairly liberal little town in west virginia um berkeley springs very hippie town i shouldn't say i love
2: berkeley springs i've been there a few times so like like, it's very
0: little hippie town right big farmer's market the whole deal Mm -hmm. So we drive is about 20 minutes to the house that we stay at and maybe five miles. Right. But about 20 minutes on these roads. And as I'm driving back, I go to our little corner store, which is maybe halfway um, one day. And um, I get three radio stations because my phone doesn't have any cell service this whole time. So I can't like, I mean, I could, I have some stuff on my phone, but I just was like, I'm curious, what, like, if I just hit scan, like, what is going to come up on my face?
2: I bet you regretted that choice.
0: Well, so, I, so in the little town, there were two religious stations, two religious music stations, and one country uh-huh. station. And then as I got all the way back to our house, there, I dropped one of the religious stations, and the one that was actually playing religious music. The other uh-huh. one that was, like, replaying sermons and things like that, I still got. And I was like, you know, no wonder, <laughs> like, you know, like, no like no wonder it is what it is out here because, you know, pre and, and it's not that these people don't have cell phones or blah, 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 but like, it's just, you get one sided news, you get one slant on things, you get one. You either get the country music station, which might as well, in some cases, be religious radio, and then you get the religious radio Facts. that only talks and, at you, that only gives you sermons and whatever else that are that are sermons. You know what I mean? Like, right?
1: Yeah. And some folks choose to only, you know, use technology that can access those limited stations. Those
0: stations, and so you know, it's one of those things where I'm not a person who I can't listen to talk radio. And it's not that I can't listen to people I don't agree with, it's just, I can't, I can't, like, I need all of it kind of turned off, you know, Um, even to the point where I'm like, I need, I need, I need news and story form at this point. it's why I listen to NPR so much. I just need the story. Um, And the rest, I just scroll through the headlines on New York Times and whatever else. But anyway, but as what's interesting, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say person to person is, um, Especially on Zoom, having to cut people off, like when you're leading a group who's going off on this big thing and like redirect them back, that is a lot harder to do online than it is in in a room, you know, yeah. in person. Yes.
2: That's when you just start muting people.
0: See, that causes a whole nother problem. <laughs>
2: yes. but see, well, well, this is this is why at the beginning of the Zoom call you gotta set up the parameters. I'm running this call and at any time we get off course too much I'm just like you know I'm going to bring us back by any means necessary. Yeah, I was just
1: on a on a God let person, him know up front. <laughs> I was on a 3 person panel on Zoom a Zoom uh, meeting last week and they were flashing us how much time we had left and they were like we will mute you if you go over your time that's what
0: i that was the only thing i loved about the presidential debate was like every <laughs> yeah. time your microphone got cut off and i was like yes finally you know
1: yeah for exactly real, for so what real. i what i was going to say about uh some of those uh rural areas like you were talking about shannon it's also interesting that their satellite dishes also only pick up one station uh, which is Fox News, Fox News, unfortunately, used to be that's used, used to what they call the uh,
2: what is it, the unofficial West Virginia State Flower uh, satellite dish in the yard? <laughs> used, used to be a thing. I mean, listen, so my
0: much. after I graduated and moved away and whatever, like my parents moved out to a lake house, who were at the time like all you could get was satellite, and like it's rough, man. Like, it's you know, I mean, I. I we were watching. I was watching. uh We were watching a Succession last night, and they were oh, love that show. I do too. But anyway, they were out in the middle of nowhere, and like they're constantly on the phone. And I'm like, you don't have cell service out there. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, maybe like do rich people have satellite phones all the time? Like, are there phones that can just get service anywhere all the time? Right. You know, like no, I'm that's that's one of the great. Does that exist? That's one of
2: the- that's one of the great fictions on TV. Everybody <laughs> can always get cell service unless not getting cell service serves
1: the plot. <laughs>
0: right. Unless, you know, and, oh no.
1: And you know, honestly, it, it really is in some ways, you feel like there's a an equity or or justice issue here. Like one of the things I kept hearing when I ran for office in some of our northern counties mm-hmm. where people did not have adequate cell yeah. service internet oh, access. Sure. And then the pandemic strikes, and these kids were literally. At a complete disadvantage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah. For sure. A-
2: absolutely. And and you know, uh, we just passed the uh build back better infrastructure. I was right. gonna say which, that's why and,
0: the infrastructure bill is so important.
2: And a yep. lot of what's built into that, some of what's built into that, I should say, is expanding broadband access, which may make things better and worse <laughs> at the same time. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, you know, do we do we want people in the far reaches of the woods to have broad more better broadband? I don't know we that we do. We do. <laughs> do. It's, you know,
1: yes. they can also access some insights you never know.
0: Cuz then maybe they the, might actually find out what But, truth but here's things. the thing
1: though, uh, you know, I'm I'm a natural optimist. I will
2: always be an optimist, right? But then there's this real cynical side of me that says I don't know, because by all evidence, the vast majority of people right now just continue to find the information that supports their view again, not what challenges them. So we give them faster broadband, we give them more access. There's just going to be more of that. So the, so the question becomes, how do we, how do we encourage people to go like, all right, you know, this, and, and there's not just a. Uh, I'm not just picking on conservatives here. I'm picking on progressives as well. Like, we all do it, right? So, so are we going to be mindful enough to say, "I want to access information that does not support my current worldview," not to necessarily change my worldview, but a again to challenge my silo thinking. B to go like, you know, these folks who believe this thing that I don't believe are also humans with intrinsic worth. You know, why are they believing this? Where's the common ground I can find with them? And in order to find that and maybe understand their perspective, I have to have access to where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I'm not and I'm not talking about the extremes on either side. I'm talking about things that are a little more to, to center center left center right sure. like you know sort of sort of deal
0: yeah i i hear you I, like i'm thinking in terms of scenarios of this of church meetings and like say school board meetings for instance where yeah. we both of those settings you need to have an open forum you need to have a place where any question can be asked and the ability to ask any question should be there and yet there's that snl sketch from a few weeks ago where there's the open board meeting there to talk (laughs) about um to to talk Mm -hmm. about questions around the covid19 protocol whatever and all these crazy people kept coming up doing all these like different you know whatever asking crazy things and and I'm like, you know, ch- churches. We have congregational meetings where we open it up, and like, yeah. you're just like, mm. there's a few seconds, even in a good place, where you're just like, okay, like <laughs> what, what's gonna come at me? And then, yeah. you know, and then it's a very benign question of like, why does the copier cost more than it did last year? You know, like or whatever. And you're All like, right. oh, well, the contract went up. Oh, okay. You know, the the, the end. But I'm I'm sitting there going, you know. We need to have this transparency and this openness. On the other hand, like not everybody's voice needs to be heard. And, right. you know, how do you navigate no. all of that?
1: Wow. Not everyone's voice
2: needs to be heard. Again, it's that both and versus both sides. No, we don't. We, I mean, when it comes to putting people's lives in danger, no, I don't need you to be spouting bizarre anti-vax, anti-mask theories that's going to get people
1: killed. I'm really tempted to just mute you right now, Ogan, just just for an example. <laughs> <laughs> i will I will gladly play along.
0: There have been times that had I the capability. <laughs> you know (laughs) there are times
2: there are times i want to mute myself too i should rephrase
0: that brian because that was actually a very unbiblical thing to say right like
1: i I was like does she really
0: mean that that doesn't
1: make it wrong (laughs)
0: okay maybe every opinion doesn't need to be heard it's not that every voice doesn't need to be heard it's that every opinion doesn't need to be heard right six is half dozen six is half dozen between (laughs) it's a difference between like the behavior and the person, right? True. The person belongs, the behavior doesn't. The, you know there's time or, or the places. view
1: or the view in the person. Right. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But like the person needs to be heard. The person belongs, Well, but the yes.
2: You know. But at one point, if that person keeps showing up, exposing views that not put all people theories at risk, need did we to be say, spouted. You know? Do we say, dude, you get, you're bad from the meetings.
0: Well, and that's part <laughs> at of it some is, point. is when they like go like this and you're well, okay. So let me give one more example and then we'll move on. Um, I had my first church, we had open prayers of the people, right? Like, I have a prayer, yes. this is what it is, you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: we do that now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, a man who um, had some mental health stuff um, stood up and gave some very descriptive, uh, mm-hmm. a
1: nice. very,
0: a, a very long description of his hemorrhoids. Oh. And he didn't understand that that was an inappropriate thing for the context. Like this was causing him yeah. pain. This was his community. He wanted to share it was a reality of his life, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. I had to sit down and be like, how do I have a conversation with you that like, yes, you can bring anything to the community for prayer. And not See, everybody needs listen, to know all the details. <laughs> yes, it is um, tricky.
2: Okay. But, I'm siding with him on the hemorrhoids, <laughs> right? I'm because here's here's the thing, right? I'm here's shocked, the thing.
0: Shocked right now.
2: Shocked. <laughs> Not from personal experience. I'm simply saying, I'm simply saying there there's some things that so so where's that gray area in terms of it's only weird because we don't talk about it, right? So here's a man who is who is suffering from a physical ailment that I can guarantee you other people in the congregation have. That's true, right? So he's he's bringing up how many other people might have wished somebody would have prayed over their hemorrhoids, but they were too embarrassed
1: (laughs) to bring it up. Everyone come forward and we're going to lay hands.
2: title laying hands on the hemorrhoids uh, no, stop it. i can't do it
0: i will i was I will, thinking i will disassociate I thinking, myself from this podcast that,
2: that that opinion did not eat does not have great value. i was thinking show title
1: not every voice needs to be heard oh no that's not okay
0: <laughs> uh, no so there is a way of praying for our physical ailments that does not go into descriptions of what is happening exactly with yes. your body
2: you're, right. you're you're right please and, and thank it, you know, and, it, and it does depend on how graphic he got so i don't i don't know how graphic he got
0: he got pretty. he got graphic in a way that like i didn't quite know what it was before and i know very well what it <laughs> all right first john five five says Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. What angle might a sermon on this verse take? Um, So is this your scripture for Sunday, Brian? Is this what's happening right now? (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. please write my sermon. You're this talk. What angle might
0: you take on this? Do you have any stories that go along with this? How about a poem?
2: (laughs) You got a
1: conclusion I can just wrap it all up with? There you go, there you go.
2: Wait, so what do we mean by overcome the world? That's where I want to start. What is it that and needs hey, to be? Well, overcome? let's ask the writer of first John. Well,
0: as <laughs> Beyonce said, who runs the world?
2: Well, there you go. Boom.
0: Um who is it that overcomes? What's the context of this? First John 5.
1: Con- context yeah. Context can matter. I did find this on a random verse finder. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no context. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs>
0: Wow, Brian. <laughs> You are really struggling. Full transparency. <laughs> All right, let's put this into context. Everyone believes in Jesus when, Christ. What's your of next God. sabbatical do? <laughs> Has he had one? He hasn't had one.
2: Yeah, don't wait. Wow, you might need
0: one. All right, here we go. Everyone who is who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves their father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this love for God to keep his commandments and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who has? Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes in, that Jesus is the son of God.
2: I'm gonna push back against those commandments being burdensome. <laughs> burden burdensome
0: they are not burdensome or they are they are not (laughs) they are yeah this is they are not burdensome.
2: i know that's what i'm saying i'm pushing back
0: but in terms of the question of of a lot of work who is it that overcomes the world what does overcome the world mean
2: right what do we what are we trying to what are we trying to overcome here
1: it kind of means like all the challenges that one faces whether it's you know familial um Vocational, physical, whatever—that in Christ uh, you have a way to to transcend the the mundane. I guess is that the spiritual so, can can elevate you. To agreed.
0: A, this is some a, random a deeper, verse.
1: More connected. It's very
2: place. random. It, deep cuts, man. As we call it, deep yep. cuts. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not you know.
2: So this is a great both an example. Agree that it is right. So so uh uh this is happening now in barbados the uh, there's a there's a humanist society that has started up in barbados and they had a they had a big like zoom webinar today to introduce the principles of humanism to whoever would show up and watch and some of my uh old church friends who were who were deep cut christians
0: (laughs) uh
2: paying attention not just paying attention but but preemptively putting out prayers rebuking this uh you know this subtle these subtle wells of the enemy to unmake uh christ's established kingdom in barbados so there is a whole thing going on in this so of course me i love i love trolling these folks sometimes so, so I'm like, you're right, how, how dare they, how dare they co opt the uh, message of, of good morals and values from Christianity out with their, you know, some kind of poke in front of it, but but here's this, here's a great both and I agree, yes, when one has, you know, spiritual principles, and, you know, religious teachings in your life, it can help you navigate that but you know what, you could you could have great humanist principles as well and do the same so it's not just limited to to religious spiritual teachings it's 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 a both and one doesn't negate the other
1: so you would take issue with the only in this i would i would take issue with the only yeah
0: yeah i mean i i think we all would in in that way um so i switched over to the nrsv the new revised standard version um yeah read that yeah so um, God's commands are not burdensome for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Ah. Who is it that conquers the world, but the one who believes in Jesus that Jesus is the son of God. So any, anything, whatever is born of God conquers the world. So and-
2: and it, and, and I also
0: militaristic conquer right.
2: It, it right it is and that's and my pushback will not only be with the only, but it will start with the overcomes. I don't I don't think we're here to overcome anything, right? I, I I think we're here to be. If if one subscribes to religious spiritual teachings, we're here to be the presence in the world, not not to try and overcome it. So I'd yeah, push, and I think pushback reflects... will start there.
1: I think this reflects some of the dualism that can sort of creep into to some of these New Testament writings where the world is sort of cast as, you know, the negative, like sinful, right. or the flesh and the spiritual is the positive. Right. And it's really kind of this Gnostic dualism where, yeah. you know, bodily, flesh, earthy stuff is negative and spiritual uh, is good and I think all of us would reject that and you can find biblical grounds to reject that but unfortunately that language does seep into texts like this one which make it a little naughty to sort of read and not
0: fall into yeah for sure and I, I I mean I think even even getting above this you know for whoever believes whoever loves the parent loves the child I mean in these texts you know as you're as you're spreading this gospel message to beyond Jerusalem you know you are spreading it to people of other faith and I, I just um, it's not that it's not as egregious as it as it reads it's just they understanding the context of who they're writing to and who they're um, yeah. and this is in the book that just a, a chapter ago was talking all about love and all about right. everything everything of god is of love um and let's
2: also and let's also be clear
1: everyone who loves a parent don't love their child that's, well
0: that, that's so true let's be careful of that that's So true. Um,
1: and, you know i mean another way to say this was you know trust in god you'll be all right you know like like you'll get you you'll get through um
0: i mean there is a lot of like Washed in the blood of Jesus language around this, let's not let's not just gloss over it and make it okay for ourselves. Like this isn't uncomfortable. But the idea that like if if the world in this setting and conquering the world is overcoming the trial of life, if you will, you know, then what is the solution to that? It is faith, and it is what is faith? Faith is loving God and loving our neighbor, you know, and that's the message of first John. yeah Yeah,
1: and a little bit like it's a little bit like the running the good race that hebrews talks about you know it's about persevering in the faith and and hanging in there and and
2: and and again one one can do that even if one doesn't believe in 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 spiritual and religious teachings and values uh so so it comes back it comes back to 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 that to that only certainly Um,
1: christianity doesn't uh own own the ability for humans to to withstand trials and and so on and you know we could quibble over it says only the one who believes that jesus is the son of god and we might have different differing views of what that even that means jesus is right. the son of god well
0: i think jesus would have a different view of what son of God meant in this Seriously. setting than the one that he meant when he said it, so there's a whole yeah. story going on around this. Um, yeah, it took a
1: couple hundred years and several church councils to define what to we define understand. exactly
0: so, what that meant. So,
1: so basically, <laughs> exactly. we just gave you three
2: talks, Brian. You can you can there you, do go. The, you can you can argue but they overcome, the only, and then
1: son of God. There you go. Wow, perfect. Look at that. You're welcome.
0: Coming Sunday, <laughs>
1: not not. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense in three parts and people would be like where is the mute button <laughs> there you go when i mean we, when how do we politely tune out
0: i think that's yeah. what people really miss about virtual worship is like mm. they can't just fast forward over that hymn they hate you know or that like no nope, the sermon isn't speaking to me where's the good part you know yeah. there, that was really nice talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is she still talking mm. what is she on here for
1: oh man wow <laughs> wow good stuff all right well hey thank you friends for can we
2: when we when we look at the when we look at the stats for episodes can we tell when listeners (laughs) tune out (laughs) when the place still tuning in let's not sell ourselves short here (laughs)
0: <laughs> of theology 210 hemorrhoids for jesus
2: <laughs> there you go Oh, even better even that wins I, I gotta give that a clap that's the one that's the one wow
0: overcoming wow. hemorrhoids for jesus how about that <laughs> uh,
2: no less is more you nailed it hemorrhoids for jesus
1: there you go Wow. Well, I think thank you for tuning in, friends, to Pub Theology Live. You can, of course, show your love for this show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre- and post-show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. You can, as always, listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And let's see, we're gonna go with top three cities this week, our top three cities tuning in. Uh in third place, we've got New Market, New Hampshire. Woohoo! My old neck of the woods. No, live free or die. Thank you, our friends in New Hampshire. <laughs> live live free or die trying.
0: Live free or die.
1: In second place, we've got Hedgesville, West Virginia.
2: Oh, we might have just upset our West Virginia listenership. We're sorry. Please keep tuning in.
1: Um, from West Virginia.
0: No, they have the internet now. It's fine.
1: If they have the internet now. Exactly. Go to the go to the Wi-Fi cafe in Hedgesville if you need to. You know, send that email
2: and let us know what we're getting wrong about West Virginia. Yes, <laughs>
1: enlighten us. And in the top spot, Scottsdale, Arizona. Woohoo! In the Southwest, in the desert. There you go. Insights staying cool. And you can always watch us live on Tuesdays on Facebook around 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you'd like to collect some folks in your neighborhood for some pup theology conversations, check out all the resources on how to get started at puptheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.